This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan, coming out early this morning in some places, late at night in others. But I praise the Lord for the proper, the opportunity to bring the gospel into your home, your car, your airplane, your boat, wherever you may be. Before the message, I've asked the choir to sing, Oh, to be like thee. want to get back to our study we're looking at blood redemption and in our last study we just began to look there at uh that subject where abraham had taken isaac up on the mount moriah to offer him as a burnt offering and the lord interceded there and uh we're thinking about jehovah jireh the lord will provide himself an offering that's found over there in genesis 22 if you will like to go there and read that 22nd chapter of genesis the story of how isaac the beloved only son of Abraham, the son of promise, got saved. That is, by God's provided substitute. We saw in our last study a message on how Abraham was saved by blood redemption. But we want to look at this time uh, at this great fact that Abraham had to learn that Isaac, his son, had to be saved just like he was saved. I tell you, uh, every individual, whoever gets saved, saved just alike. No, we don't go through the same degree of Holy Spirit conviction. We not, uh, none of us uh, have the same sin to confess. None of those things. But I wanna, I wanna uh, give you this story. One night, Abraham was sitting there in the door of his tent, and uh, uh, I believe he was. Uh, the Lord was dealing with his heart, and you know the greatest place uh, to be. Listen, you know. When the Lord deal with you and save you, there it was that Jehovah spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, behold, here I am. And uh, there in the second, 22nd chapter of Genesis, if you want to follow along with me, we see here that Abraham readily recognized the voice of Jehovah, his, his Redeemer. That's true with every born-again believer. He knows the voice of God that speaks to him through his word, by his spirit. The sweetest fellowship in this life is the fellowship of a born-again believer with the Lord. It's a fellowship that no one else can enter into, and uh, it's such a fellowship 
as if he were the only child that the Lord ever had. Isn't that an intimate relationship? When he walks in such fellowship, he readily recognizes the voice of his Redeemer, and so did Abraham. Then God said unto him, Abraham, take thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon the mountains on which I will tell thee of. Now let me repeat, let me go back, I'm going to slow down now. Abraham came face to face with this one fact, that his son Isaac must be saved just exactly like he was saved. Abraham had become so wrapped up in his son, the son of promise, until he had forgotten, or maybe maybe forgotten, that Isaac had to be redeemed by blood just like he was. But when the call of God came for him to surrender him into the hands of his Redeemer, Abraham did not falter nor hesitate. And I tell you, every individual who wants to be saved, when the Lord touches your heart, when the Lord uh, calls on you, uh, it's, it's, we throw everything down, don't we? Throw everything down and flee to the Lord. How few of us today have any idea what it means for a soul to be saved and redeemed by the blood of the Son of God? How few of us today connect death, dying, and resurrection with the salvation of a lost soul? The doctrine of salvation has fallen in such disrepute and has been connected with such shallowness and such empty profession until very few today realize what salvation really means. I ask folks now and then, get a chant, ask folks how they're saved, how, how, tell me how the Lord saved you. And you know what I hear? Most of the time what I hear, well, I joined the church. I was baptized when I was seven years old. Isn't that all there is to it? Preacher told me I was saved. I know it was so with me. I was older. I, I was never been in church in my life. I mentioned that to some of you who've heard me a few times. I never was a church-going person. My family were not. But when I got grown, got married, got come home out of service, married, married my wife, and she was a Christian, uh, a religious girl, and we started going to church with her, and almost the first night, uh, preacher taught me into joining that little old church and i didn't know what i do i didn't know revelations from genesis i didn't know nothing about the blood i didn't know nothing about being a sinner i didn't know nothing about having a substitute in christ i just joined that church just like you joined the salvation army or the or the kiwanis club or one of those lions club or some of the, that's, that's what i did i just joined it and um uh, baptized that night they had the water warm so the next Sunday we went to church, and oh man, now we go to Sunday school. I never been to Sunday school a day in my life. You say, Pastor, you must have been a heathen. I was. I was a real heathen, but we were morally clean. My dad was a upstanding, upright man. We just didn't go to church. He didn't. He didn't lie or steal or rob and none of those things. We were taught to mind, taught to obey, taught to work hard, <coughs> but we didn't go to church. And so there I was. I had no knowledge of church. When I was in high school, some of the girls in the school I went to, a little old small school, some of the girls especially uh, talk about going to GAs and RAs and things at, sun, at Sunday school uh, banquets, uh, uh, sweetheart banquet. I didn't know what they were talking about because i never been to anything like that. But anyhow, we went there the next Sunday and uh, had adult Sunday school, men's and women's and children, of course. 
And so I went in the adult Sunday school. Me, I had about 12, 14 men in my class. Had an elderly gentleman that taught the class. I don't remember what he spoke of, but it was I'm sure it was nice. And uh, they all welcomed me there to the class, you know, new man, new new convert, new new member. And after after the Sunday school, we went outside to wait for the 11 o'clock service. And uh, all those fellas lit up their cigarettes and the pipes and cigars and turned, stood around and the smoke balled out from under the edge of that porch. And I didn't smoke, so I didn't know. I, I, I thought they were, I thought Christians didn't do all those things. And uh, uh, so anyhow, I'll tell you this a little bit about Dr. Roloff. I heard him speaking one day years ago and, he went to a little old church like that, and he said when the preacher said amen, you could hear the kitchen matches striking on the end of the pews. That's what he was talking about, yeah. Well, that's what I heard, too. I could hear that. So I, I had to put it aside. I didn't know what to do. Went on, and uh, but you know what? Uh, I wasn't saved. I just, was, I just was a church member. I was a member of that church. But later on that year, uh, the Lord... Uh, led me to attend the services uh, where Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr. was speaking and uh, in an old country tent out in the woods, out in the country, on the side of a road. <coughs> and I went there. Heard, I heard the reputation of him. And I went there, and after a while, a few services, the Lord began to deal with my heart. He, he was preaching the gospel. I never had heard the truth before. It wasn't, it wasn't come on down here and join the church. He didn't talk about nothing like that. He didn't come down and shake my hand, you be saved. He didn't do that. No, he preached the gospel that man is a sinner by nature and loves sin and has got to, got to be washed and cleansed by the blood. He spoke about the blood. I didn't know what he was talking about. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but my friend, it's the blood. The scripture says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or no forgiveness of sin. And the Bible says, <coughs> the Lord said, <coughs> pardon me when i see the blood i'll pass over you you know what we have today a bloodless religion that's right i keep up with the modern day religion through the paper and through the news and over the in this uh periodicals that come on my desk and i see those little uh clippings in there that's Sign this card, pray this little prayer. Jesus, I'm sorry I sinned. Would you save me? Amen. And send this little card in. We'll send you some helpful literature. My friend, that's not salvation. And then I hear them talking about uh, uh, praying through. Oh, we're going to have a praying through night tonight. The evidence of salvation is praying through. No, ma'am, that's not salvation. No, that's, that's, a, that's a false religion. But my friend, salvation is being awakened to your lost condition. That's the only person that will ever come to Christ is one who sees himself as a sinner by nature, sinner by choice, sinner by God's decree, and sees his wickedness and his, and his wretchedness and has, has no covering for his sin like Adam and Eve did there in the garden. We saw that in the study or two back, how they, when, when they sinned, the glory of the Lord left them. They were covered by the glory of the Lord. They didn't have on any clothes like we wear. They were covered by the glory of the Lord. And that left them. And therefore, they were naked in God's sight. And they ran down there and tried to manufacture or put together some leaves to make them some aprons out of. Well, my friend, that's what every individual is. A sinner, and when he sees himself, <coughs> 
by the light of the glorious gospel, there comes a crying for covering, and that covering is by blood. Oh, my friend, it washed in the blood, and I praise the Lord for that. And then we saw that, but uh, we saw where Abraham was had to give up Isaac, didn't we? When that call came for him to surrender him, uh, Abraham never faltered, never hesitated, and a sinner who's coming to Christ has gotten honest with the Lord, and there's things there that he wants to hold on to. The Lord will give grace, my friend. There's where grace comes in. The Lord gives grace to turn loose of those things that's going to send you to hell. Salvation is not giving up stuff, but there comes a giving up. There comes a turning loose. There comes a, a surrender, my friend. That's what I, I like to call it, a surrender. Have you ever surrendered, my friend? Have you ever thrown up the white flag of surrender like the soldiers did there back during the Civil War in hand-to-hand combat? And they would be across a, a bunker from each other, and one of them was being cut to pieces, overrun by the other side, and the, and the general or the captain or the colonel or some of them would tell the bugle boy to sound the surrender. And they would tie a white rag on the end of their bayonets and hold them up over that over that bunker to where the other side would cease firing. There was honor there, even among those soldiers, if they saw the white flag. But my friend, has the Lord ever seen you cast a white flag, throw up the white flag of surrender, that old stubborn will, that old hateful spirit, that old devilish way of your living? Oh, no, I'll never break my will. The Lord will never break. Well, yeah, he will. He will, or you'll never get saved. Did you know you can't go to heaven with your wheel unbroken? There'd be no unbroken wheels in heaven, my friend. But my time running out, this is the old trailblazer. I know it didn't get started too much at this time, but uh, it's the blood. The blood makes a difference, my friend. So I ask you to pray for me day by day. Help me with the broadcast if you can. If you like the old-time, old-fashioned preaching, then you pray for me and help me with the broadcast. We're going to keep on going till the Lord comes, if that's His will. But I believe I'll be here when the Lord come, and I tell you, look up, our redemption draweth nigh. And in our next study, we're going to give you a list of those things that's most surely believed by the old trailblazer. If you'd like to have that, I'll send it to you in print. But remember, my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye. <laughs>